I've got a powerful message that's going to help you. The title of this message is God's Word Works. Brother Hagen, you know, as I sat in class, as I've listened to him over the years, when he was on the earth, he would always say this, God's Word works if you work it. And I'm here to tell you in your life, it is the Word of God that is to do all the work. You and I, we walk in the faith of God and we're at rest trusting in Him. Colossians chapter 3, verse 16 says that we are to allow the words of Christ, the words of the Anointed One, the Word of Almighty God to dwell in us richly in all wisdom. The wisdom of God. As, see, as we diligently make a decision to put the Word of God in our heart, and how we do that is by speaking it. We meditate in the Word day and night. We say it over and over and over. And what's happening now is the Holy Spirit on the inside of us will open His Word to us and bring, and light comes out of it. It's a lamp to our feet. It's a light to our path. Revelation of God's Word comes and we hear it. And faith is birthed as we hear God's Word. But what comes out of the Word of God is the wisdom of God, which is not of this world. And it enables us to apply the Word of God to every situation in our lives so that we know exactly how to walk it out, how to apply the Word of God to our finances, to our health, to our ministries, to our relationship. We apply it to everything in our life, and the Word works. It does the work. What it does, the truth of God's Word, it changes every fact that you can see. It's greater than anything the enemy could ever bring against you. The circumstances of your life all have to bow to the Word of God because the Word of God is God. His presence, His power, His provision, His peace is all in the Word of God. Isn't that good news? So I want you to get your Bibles, get your pens handy. We're going to get and talk about this, this, this in this service. We're, I'm so grateful for all that God is doing. I want you to turn in your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 4. We're going to look at verse 20 through verse 23. This is a scripture that we have looked at a lot. At Faith Family Church, this is a scripture that we're always going to keep looking at because as you peer into the Word of God, Revelation comes as you keep peering into it by continuing into the Word of God. As you keep peering into it, the revelation of God's Word, it goes deeper and deeper and deeper until it is just, I mean, it'll never stop going deeper. You'll see more into it. This is God's Word for you and I. God has no plans for you to die early of sickness or disease or of a virus. God has no plans for you to lack. So we take the name of Jesus and we speak the word of God in his name and we walk in the dominion over everything that we face and we watch the word of God change it all to come in line with what it says, with what his word says. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. This literally is the prescription on how we take the word of God, which is life and medicine to us. If you have, if you have any kind of a drug that you're taking, or it, there's a prescription to it, it tells you how to take it, and you must take it as prescribed. God's word is the same way. This is how you take it. He says, my son, attend 
to my word. So to take the word of God, it's got to be first place in your life. It can't be a peripheral issue. And church, the days of God being just a, a side thing for you is over. God, he must be first place. His word must be first place. And when his word is first place, when you're attending to it, now nothing else in this world will ever move you because God's word moves you. And that's Acts 17, 28. In him, in the word of God, I live and I move and I have my being. It goes on to say, incline your ears to my sayings. In other words, in the Hebrew language, that means we give God's word our undivided attention. So be careful. First of all, don't waste your time watching CNN. It's all lies. The carnal news network is all lies. The word of God is truth. Be careful watching Fox or anybody else because you could very quickly be sitting in the seat of the scornful as everybody tells everybody and teaches everybody about everybody. Oh, gain some knowledge about what's going on in the world, but don't spend too much time because you start looking at too much of this nonsense and the word of God will not be able to work because you're no longer giving it your undivided attention. We are to put it first place and give it our undivided attention. Verse 21, let them, my words, not depart from your eyes. That's number three. How you get the word in your heart so that it dwells richly is you never, ever let the word depart from your eyes. That means I walk always looking at the word. Now, I've got natural eyes that I see natural things, but this is how I walk. I walk with my eyes constantly on the Word. I put everything that I'm seeing in the natural through the filter of what I know and see in the spiritual. I live from the inside out. I'm not moved by anything on the outside. I'm moved only by God's word on the inside. I never let it depart from my eyes. What that means is I always see myself having, being, and doing what the word of God says. And what happens as I meditate in the word day and night, I'm keeping it I keep it first place. I give it my undivided attention. I never let it depart from my eyes. And then, now I keep, I guard, because now the word is in the midst of my heart. And now, number four, I have to guard that word that's in the midst of my heart. How do I do that? By keeping and staying in a place where it's first place, where it has my undivided attention, where I never let it depart from my eyes. So now it's in the midst of my heart. I'm guarding it. Well, how do I keep it there? How do I know it's in abundance? Matthew 12, 34 says, when the word of God is in abundance in your heart, it will come out of your mouth. So that is a byproduct. The Bible tells us, Hebrews 10, 23, hold fast to the confession of your faith without wavering. For he is faithful that promised. We hold fast to always saying what the word says. Well, how do we do that? Because we keep it first place in our life. We give it our undivided attention. We never let it depart from our eyes. And the Bible says the byproduct of this, verse 22, for they, my words, are life unto those that find it or unto those that find them hallelujah in other words you actually find god's words as you keep them 
in the midst of your heart. The Holy Spirit actually etches them on your heart. It says here, they're life to you because now you've found them and they are health. This Hebrew word literally means a medicine that brings vibrant health to all their flesh. See, I'm a spirit being. I possess a soul which is comprised of my mind, my will, and my emotions. And I live in a physical body. Well, guys, your spirit is brand new. It's not subject, it has salvation, the first fruits of our salvation. We're brand new on the inside. We're made in the likeness and image of God. We're filled with the love of God. We're filled with the fruit of the Spirit, the peace of God, the strength of God. No sickness can touch us. Satan can't affect our spirit man. He can't even touch that, who we are. But here's the thing, I live in a physical body. This is my earth suit. Because I have a physical body, it is my legal right to operate in this earth for my season that my Father has put me here. And my body is subject to sickness and disease. I, I don't have the glorified body that I will have that He will give me as I step out of my body either and the rapture of the church, or if he were to tarry and I live my days out on the earth in strength and health, and then I, I step out of my body to go be with him, well, the fullness of my salvation, I will get a glorified body. It'll be the same body, except it will have the glory of God come over it. It will no longer be subject to sickness, disease. It'll no longer be subject to any curse of the law. But right now, I have to keep my body under. I use the name of Jesus and the word of God and keep my body strong and in health. And to do that, I've got to take my medicine. So I find the word of God and it's life and health to all of my flesh. In the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 11, it says, the same spirit, the Holy Spirit that rose Jesus from the dead he dwells in me and he's quickening my mortal body by his spirit that dwells in me. This word quicken means he heals my mortal body. He restores it to health. He makes it whole. So child of God, get every sickness, every disease out of your body. Don't go to God asking him to do it. He's already provided it for you. It's, a matter, it's not a matter of him healing you. It's a matter of you seizing hold of your healing. And you seize hold of it through faith by simply believing what he said is true. You and I were healed 2,000 years ago. The spirit of life that is in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. You are the very righteousness of God. Child of God, I want to encourage you that you declare over your property, over your house, in your car, and your vehicles, that if anybody with any virus or any virus, the moment it hits your property, your house, your vehicle, whatever, it dies, it can't live because the spirit of life that's in Christ Jesus has made you free from the law of sin and death. Oh, we do what we do in the natural as we're led by the Spirit of God. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you want to wear gloves, wear gloves during this time. No big deal. It has nothing to do with your faith. But everything you do, you do in faith. Why? Because the Word is in abundance in your heart, so it's going to always be coming out of your mouth. You keep your eyes on it. My eyes are fixed on Jesus. This church, property, no virus can live. When it hits this property, it dies. Hallelujah. This is the church. This is who we are, child of God. Right now, if you just look down on the inside of you, this is stirring your spirit big time. God's word is life to them that find them and health to all their flesh. The living Bible which is not a translation, it's a paraphrase, but I like the way it says it. Talks about radiant health. The Living Bible, in verses 20 to 22, says this, 
Listen, son of mine, to what I say. Listen carefully. Keep these thoughts ever in, your, in mind. Let them penetrate deep within your heart, for they will mean real life to you and radiant health. The Amplified Version says this verse 20 through 22 this way. My son, pay attention to my words and be willing to learn. Open your ears to my sayings. Do not let them escape from your sight. Keep them in the center of your heart, for they are life to those that find them and healing and health to all their flesh. Wow. See, God's word will minister to you beyond what your mind comprehends about them. God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think. You must have faith in God's word and receive his word in order for it to work for you. And oh, child of God, God has given us his word. It's forever settled in heaven. It's not subject to change. It is greater than anything that you'll ever face in life because it's him. You can't separate God from his word. And it always works if you will work it. Hallelujah. So now I want to take this time that we have together and I want to go through the foundational parable in the New Testament that Jesus said about his word, how it works. You must have a fresh revelation in your heart and in your mind. It's got to be renewing your mind. You've got to renew your mind to this, that it's the word of God that works. This parable talks about the, the four different types of soil that our heart is. Only one of the four produces. Only one of the four can the incorruptible seed of the word of God produce results. So we've got to be mindful of this and walk in a revelation. This revelation must, must grow in us. So go to Mark chapter 4, and I want you to look at verse 9. Now this parable starts in verse 3. Mark chapter 4, verse 9. In verses 3 through verse 8, Jesus teaches the parable. He just, he tells the parable. But then in verse 9 is what I want you to see. And he said unto them, after he told them the parable, he that has ears to hear, let him hear. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. This phrase, this is the key to this parable. The key for the word of God to work for you, you have to hear it. And hearing, Bible hearing, is more than just simply listening. To have ears to hear right now where you are, means that you reverence and honor and respect God's word above everything else in your life so that you give your full and undivided attention to it. As you're in the service right wherever you are, don't allow distractions. This is life. God, he wants access into your life so that he can literally help you by his spirit to walk in this. He that has ears to hear, let him hear. As we'll find out later, this is literally the very mystery of the kingdom of God. The whole parable is based on hear the word of God. Verse 10 of Mark chapter 4. And when he was alone, they that were about him with the twelve asked him of the parable. So now this verse 10 is the key. This is what separates 
people who don't have ears to hear from people that do have ears to hear. They came after the service was over, they came to Jesus and they asked him about the parable. You know, as pastor of Faith Family Church, it's amazing, the hungry people in our church, they're always asking, me or one of the pastoral staff, they're always asking about the Word of God. Why? Because they have ears to hear. They're hungry. I need to know this. I need to, have, I need to understand this so that I can apply it to my life because it's life. I, re- I reverence it. I know that it's my answer. So that's, so I'm telling you, the word of God is this. Our God, our Father, is called Jehovah. He is the self-existent one who keeps covenant and always reveals truth. He's wide open. He's saying, what do you want to know? How much do you want to know? How far do you want to go to this? Today, the Bible said, Jesus said when he was on the earth, if you knock, it'll be open to you. If you seek, you will find. If you hunger, you will be filled. So now in verse 11, Jesus said unto them, unto you it is given to know the mystery, the mystery of the kingdom of God. In other words, the hidden truths of the kingdom of God that are not comprehended naturally. Listen, when you read the Bible, you might not understand everything you're reading. That's all right. It's not an intellectual book. It's spiritual food, and it's the Holy Spirit that's the teacher. He has to open it for you to see it. So just read and dive in the Word. Ask Him to show you. Knock, and it'll always be open to you. Hunger after Him. You'll be filled. Jesus said unto you, Unto you that have now come to me, because you have ears to hear, it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. Do you know everybody who heard Jesus talk could have had ears to hear? Everybody who had ears to hear, it would have been given to them to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, to know these hidden truths that you just can't comprehend naturally. But unto them that are without, without ears to hear, the casual listener, the one who's up to here with their life and they, they, they have God in their life, but they, they get in the word when they feel like it. That's the casual listener. To them that are without ears to hear, all these things are done in parables that seeing they may see and not perceive. That means they, won't, they might see it, but they don't know it and they don't see it to the point to where now the truth of the word makes them free. Lest at any time they should be converted. Converted to what? Converted to having ears to hear and their sins should be forgiven them. Verse 11, Jesus is saying, I am about to explain the mystery of the kingdom of God to you. The basis of how everything in the kingdom of God, how it operates, the foundation of everything that I'm going to teach or have taught. I'm about to explain to you all these things. See, God wants you to know the pattern that unlocks the very kingdom of God to you. The pattern of how to work the word of God so that it works for you. See, what Jesus is saying here is that hardness of heart will cause you not to give your full attention to the Word of God. When you consider your life dear to yourself, when you're only wanting God for how that He needs to get you out of this situation and bless you, if that's the foundation of your walk, Oh, God wants to bless you. He wants to move in your life. And he will move in any degree he can, but he's so limited. But oh, the person that steps over and doesn't just know what they believe, but knows in whom they believe and and understands that the God of heaven, the word of God loves them 
cares for them, will never leave them or forsake them, and will always see them through, and will cause his word to work and fix everything in their life. God has access into that person's life. Verse 12, that seeing they may see and not perceive, that hearing they may hear and not understand, lest at any time they be converted and their sins should be forgiven. See, you can see in verse 12 that Jesus is not trying to make it easy for everyone to take hold of what Jesus has provided for them. The Word of God, as we talked about in Proverbs chapter 4, is life and health to them that find it. It denotes a, a looking for it. You're going to have to dig for it. Why does God make it that way? Because he knows that there's an enemy that's a deceiver who will use people and circumstances on this earth and situations that you go through and if you have not dug deep and put his word first, see, your father knows you won't be able to walk in it. You'll shrink back. You won't see who you are in God. You'll start to believe the lies of the enemy. You have, what am I saying? You have to be committed to the word of God. See, God wants you and I to have everything that Jesus provided for us. However, he is a wise father. And he knows that it's going to take total commitment on our part. That's going to be necessary to hold up against everything the enemy will try to throw at you. He knows that. But this is why in the, in the New Testament, Jesus said, whoever founds their life upon a rock because they dig deep. He says, when the storms of life come, the storms of life can't even shake the house of their life. Hallelujah. Verse 13. And he said unto them, Know ye not this parable? And how then shall you know all parables? In other words, you must understand this parable. You must understand this principle, these keys, in order to be able to unlock and understand any parable. It's foundational. And now we're going to get into it. He's going to start explaining in verse 14. Verse 14 says, The sower sows the word. In other words, the word of God is likened to a seed that is sown into the hearts of people. Luke chapter 8 and verse 11, now I want you to stay in Mark chapter 4, but Luke's account of this parable says this, now the parable is this, this is Luke 8, 11, the seed is the word of God. So in other words, you could read Mark chapter 4 verse 14 by saying the sower sows the word of God. The sower, as we're going to see, sowed the same seed into every type of soil. Why? Three out of the four types of soil never produced anything. But God is no respecter of persons. What he's done for one, he's provided for all and he's done for all. This is a whosoever will, let him come. God doesn't heal some and not others. It's impossible. That's not his nature. God doesn't bless some and not others. No, no, no. He has blessed and healed and provided for everyone. It's up to us to decide whether or not we're going to believe it and receive it. This is why he sows the same incorruptible word of God that has the very life and power of God in it into every type of soil. But it's really interesting. The sower sowed the same type of seed, the word of God, in every type of soil, but the seed produced different results based upon the soil. So in other words, 
the results are not based upon the quality of the Word of God. The results are based upon the soil, your heart, that it is sown into. See, the gospel to me is life. But to people, they can hear the same thing I've heard, but if they don't believe it, it's foolishness to them. There's life in the gospel that, that has changed me. But to a person who chooses not to believe it, not put it first, it won't affect their life at all. Why? Why does the word of God produce different results based on the heart that it's sown into? Because God has made man with a free will and God will never violate a man's will. That's why if you don't believe that he's a healer, you'll never be able to receive healing from him. If you don't believe he's a provider, he can't just come in and kick the door of your life down and force you to be provided for. That's why he woos you. In other words, the results are not dependent upon the seed. They're dependent upon the ground. The results are dependent upon the ground of my heart, the soil of my heart, that the seed is sown into. But when it's sown into the right ground, now the seed can produce. I don't produce, the seed produces. You gotta see that. And this right here explains why people get different results. The parable, this whole parable is dealing with the condition of our hearts when we receive the word of God. In other words, it is the word of God in us that will produce all the results. So church, stop trying to produce your own results. You can't produce the God kind of results in your own strength. Stop trying to be successful because you can't attain success in your own strength and ability, because success is this. Did you do what I've called you to do for your time on the earth? That's success. In whatever job, whatever career, whatever ministry, whatever God's called you to, that's gonna be the definition of success, and he didn't call you according to your ability, he called you according to his ability. Mark chapter 4 and verse 15. Now here's the first type of soil. And these are they by the wayside where the word is sown, but when they have heard, notice they past tense heard, we're always to be hearing. Faith doesn't come from having heard, Romans 10, 17 says. Faith comes from hearing, present tense. When they have heard, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. Well, can Satan come into my spirit man and steal the word? No. You have to dig a little deeper. This phrase, take away in the Greek, it literally means make to doubt. So when a person has heard the word but is not currently hearing it, Satan will come immediately and he will deceive that person and make them doubt the word that was sown in their hearts. He'll use people and circumstances. He'll throw lies. He'll use your own things, part of your unrenewed mind. He'll try to use everything. He's a master deceiver. Wayside ground represents people that have no interest in the word of God and get no results from the Word of God. There are the people that come to church every Sunday, and they sit there, they find a nice, nice church, usually the, the bigger the better, because then they don't have to have any accountability. You know, they go, they go do their own thing, they're in bars, they're living like the world, they're doing all this stuff, they come to church, they hear the nice little flowery sermon that has very little about the Word of God in it, they get up, they leave, and they don't think about God anymore, it's like they punch a time card. They have no, they have no desire, no desire, 
No interest in God. God can't work in their life, even though he's not mad at them. He's not mad at them at all. He loves them and wants life for them, but he can't force it upon them. So he'll keep wooing this person with, that's part of wayside ground because here's the secret. You choose what kind of ground you are. If you're wayside ground today, if you're sitting here, wherever you are, and you're listening to this message, and you're going, Pastor, I have no desire for anything to do with God. Here's the key. If you want to change that, if you want to change your heart, change your ground, change the soil of your heart, just start feeding on the Word of God. Start reading your Bible, asking God to show you. And he's so irresistible. What you feed on, when you feed on the word of God, you'll get hungry for it. And the more you feed, the hungrier you get. And pretty soon, you'll change from wayside ground to good ground. You can change your own soil, which will change everything on the outside of your life. If you keep listening to the word of God, feeding on the word of God, watering the word of God by speaking it over and over, then Satan can never take it from you because when you feed, when you listen, feed and water the word, he can't make you doubt the word. Verse 16, now let's talk about stony ground. And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground. Who, when they have heard, again, past tense, the word immediately, they receive it with gladness. But look at this. So they immediately are excited. They receive it. We've all been there. See, we've all been different types of ground. But I'm here to tell you, I have not been wayside ground. Whew. I think the last time I was wayside ground was about 41 years ago when I was about 17 years old. And that's when everything changed. But I've been stony ground. I've been sitting and listening to the word of God and all of a sudden I received it with gladness. I'm like, wow, this is my answer. But look at what happens to this person. And have no root in themselves... And so endure for a time, but afterwards, when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. So let's break this down. Stony ground hears it, they're glad, but they don't have any moisture. In other words, their soil is not moist. This, this have no root, the Greek word root means moisture. That's what that Greek word means. In other words, they have no moisture because they stopped watering the soil through listening to anointed teaching of the Word of God. Child of God, you must be planted in a local church and be a viable part of it. What does it mean to be a viable part? That means you, you, it, 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 you give it your time, you invest your time, you invest the gifts that are within you, you're active. You invest your money. You invest in that. You bring your tithes. You sow offerings. You become a viable part. It becomes your local family as part of the bigger body of Christ. That's how you're going to flourish. You then what happens from there, God will lead you to teachers and other, other teachers that you might listen to in your car in addition to your pastor. Teachers you'll listen to on TV, that's peripheral stuff. That's not the foundation. You'll read books about the Word of God and everything, but nothing will you do more than actual reading of the Word of God. You keep watering it. This stony ground, this person was unwilling to water the Word. They heard it, they got excited about it, but then they jumped right back in their life trying to do their own thing, beaten up by circumstances, in fear, doubt, all this stuff. Or they're just, you know, they're just living their life. 
and, and they get used to all this stuff that's beating them up. They get glad when they hear it initially that it's their answer, but they never can go from it being their answer to where the Word of God actually changes their life because they stopped watering it. Wow. They endure for a time, but afterwards, notice it says this, not if affliction or persecution, it says when, affliction. This Greek word means when, tests, trials, pressure, which will produce an attitude that said, man, this is too hard. Have you ever tried to walk by faith in your own strength? Tried to apply the word? And man, the minute you say, okay, this is it, I'm going to do it. See, you don't have any moisture. What happens, you endure for a little while, but all of a sudden, Satan starts testing you. He changes circumstances. Things start happening. All of a sudden, trials come in your life. Pressure comes. And it comes not because of you. It comes to stop the word. It produces an attitude where you just go, man, this, this faith stuff's just too hard. we got to be careful. If you water the word, you'll never say that. It produces an attitude that says it's too hard. Persecution says, man, who do you think you are? People will start coming out of the woodwork. Who do you think you are that you just walk around saying you're healed and you're blessed? Look at your life. It's a mess. Arises for the word's sake. Immediately they're offended. This Greek word offended means they're entrapped, they're tripped up, and the byproduct of that is they will start distrusting someone or something, the word of God, that they should trust. The watering of the seed is the only thing that will cause you to withstand the pressure of affliction and persecution. Verse 18, now stick with me. We're going down the slope, closing this out, but stay with me, stay focused. Have ears to hear. And these are they which are sown among thorns. This is the third type of soil, thorny ground. Such as hear the word. So they're hearing the word. But it, look at what happens now. But the cares of this world, that will cause you to say, I just don't have time. I don't have time to usher. I don't have time to be involved in my local church. You know, I, yeah, I haven't been in the word this week. I've just been too busy. You know, I just, I've just been too busy. I'm tired. I'm too tired to go to church. The cares of this world. This is really where most Christians live. Most Christians in our environment, because you're part of Faith Family Church, you're hearing the anointed word. You hear so much word, we'll never stop teaching the word. If you don't want to hear the word of God, you need to find another church. The only difference is between today and the next service is it's going to get stronger. But what happens now is the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches. You put your job, your career, other things in your life before God. The deceitfulness of riches and the lusts, this, this Greek word means the desire just of other things. Video games are more important to me than God. Hanging out with my friends are more important. And what happens is God becomes a peripheral to this issue right here. The lusts of other things, the desires of other things will cause you to literally just say, I don't want to put God's word first. I just want to live for myself. What happens is these attitudes enter in choke the word of God and it becomes unfruitful. Here's the commentary on this verse. The desire for the things of the world become greater than the desire to continue to give attention to the word of God. That's what we're talking about. This person mixes everything in their life with the word. This person is not totally committed to God's word. This person is hearing wrong things. He's around wrong people. His close friends are not 
full of the word and serving God. So now he's put himself in an environment where his way of life is not where the word is first. Notice thorny ground, Satan is not taking the word. There are no works. We're not working out what God is working in. So faith is ineffective. It's barren. Never forget this if you don't learn anything else. The attention that you give God's word will determine what you have in life. So now let's finish up by talking about good ground. And these are they which are sown on good ground. Good ground is the only ground that produces. And it produces in different degrees. And you choose whether or not you're 30, 60, or 100-fold ground. The attitude that you have towards God's word will, will literally determine whether the word can produce 30-fold, 60-fold, or 100-fold. So determine today that you're going to be good ground and that you're going to be a hundredfold ground. These are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it. This word receive means they approve it. They take it up and then they continue in it. They approve it. They take it up and continue in it. What happens now that, and it says, this type will bring forth fruit, some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100. I love this. Now let's jump down and close this out. In verse 24 and verse 25, it says this. After he talked to them, he said this. And he said unto them, take heed what you hear. Now, this is the Greek word tis, T-I-S. It could be translated, take, take heed what you hear. It could also be translated, take heed who you hear. In other words, to be good ground, you need to be careful what you're hearing. With what measure you meet, that means with what measure you measure, that means the degree that you put God's first, how much you press into the word will determine the measure that is measured back to you, whether it's 30, 60, or 100-fold. Or, if you're the wrong ground, it still determines the measure. If you have no desire for the word, if you let the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, the lust of other things, if you're stony ground, if you're thorny ground, if you're wayside ground, it will produce nothing. There's no measure. With the same measure that you measure, it'll be measured to you. And unto you that hear shall more be given. Guys, I don't live in moments of revelation of God's word. I live in a constant revelation of God's word where the spirit of God takes me deeper because I've made a decision. I will not get my eyes off the word of God. To you that hear will more be given for he that has, that has, has ears to hear, to him shall be given. And he that has not, has not ears to hear, from him shall be taken even that which he has. Well, who takes? Does God take? No. Satan will take. Verse 26, and he said, so is the kingdom of God. In other words, this is how the kingdom works. As if a man should cast seed in the ground. See, you could, you could substitute healing for kingdom because healing is part of the kingdom. So you could read it this way. And he said, so is the healing of God as if a man should cast seed in the ground. So is the prosperity of God. All of these things. See, healing grows. Verse 27. Let me read verse 26 again to get the context. And he said, So was the kingdom of God, as if a man should cast seed in the ground, and should sleep and rise night and day, and the seed should spring and grow up. He knows not how. You don't have to know how 
God is going to heal your blood to have your blood healed. You don't have to know how that the coronavirus will be eradicated from your body to have it eradicated from your body because the word does it. It's like when you plant seed. You don't have to know how the seed grows. If you plant seed and water it, it will grow. You don't have to know how it works. You don't have to know how. I love that. Hallelujah. So in closing, guys, we must elevate our respect for God's word. Your respect for God's word will never be greater. Or I should say it this way. Your respect for God will never be greater than your respect for God's word because he and his word are one. You and I must continually say, what is God's word saying to me? Church, hear this. God's word is to work and change everything in your life to line up with the Zoe life of God that he has meant for you to live on this earth. You are to have dominion in the earth. You are to subdue. Satan is under your feet. You've been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. God has already blessed you with all things that pertain to life and godliness. God opens doors that no man can shut. All things are possible to him who believes God's word. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what, I'm fe what I feel. I am moved only by what God's word says. And God's word is dripping with his love for you. So receive that. Be blessed by that. And continue in it. How you water the word once you've heard it is you meditate in it. And you'll walk in it in Jesus' name.